0: Welcome Welcome to Vamp Vamp Tramps. Tramps. (laughs) I'm Heather. And I'm Krista. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of The Vampire Diaries. Before we get started, um, we're going to recap the first episode um, and prepare ourselves for the second. And uh, Krista has some fun info, but before we do that, I want to provide a correction for my egregious... Mistake that I've made in the past episode. Oh no. Um, It made me very upset when I listened to it because I have um, disgraced Stephanie Meyer, Kristen Stewart, (laughs) and every Twilight fan in the world when i said that bella moved from arizona to seattle i think we all know in the words of victoria justice (laughs) that she moved to forks washington okay and i'm so sorry after all the shit i talked about being the biggest twilight fan in the entire world i said she moved to seattle i hate that for myself (laughs) and i'm so sorry and uh yeah again to stephanie meyer i'm so sorry Thank you for accepting my apology if you do. Um, and yeah, that's it for my correction. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Stephanie Meyer has enough inconsistencies in her own book that I don't think you really need to apologize. That's so like, true. Yeah. She's not necessarily the greatest when it comes to, you know, uh, race and writing about race.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is the... Mormon after all. Exactly. The Mormonism is there and thriving. So I can't blame it's her. It's true it's true but
1: I before we dive into this I went to IMDB which is our favorite website and then Mm -hmm. I looked at the tags for this episode of the vampire diaries and they are as follows forbidden love small town sex murder
0: and interracial friendship which wow (laughs) which one really interesting (laughs) Yeah, that is so interesting for that to be a tag on IMDb. Like, people are specifically looking for that either to, like, praise or to be, like, no interracial friendship. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting that they had to specify that. What other shows would be tagged with that? You know, that's my question. Like, what else are they tagging with that? Are they just, like, tagging, like, any show that has, like, a token, you know, person of right. color? Or, well, that's, like
0: that's what I was going to say is the interesting part about that tag is – Bonnie is the only non-white person on the show right now, and so (laughs) it's not like interracial group of friends they have. They have one black person, and they're I don't know, purporting that as interracial friendship, which like okay, but like don't the tokenization?
1: Yeah, the tokenization is real.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right, you want to get into this recap?
0: Yes, yes, okay. In the first episode, we see that Elena and Jeremy are grieving the death of their parents. Um, who died in a tragic car accident. Um, and then we also see that Elena has resorted to some isolation, self imposed, and Jeremy has turned to, which I think we would all turn to, uh, drugs. And <laughs> when- <laughs> we're introduced also to the new resident Hot E, which is spelled gracefully H A W T dash E in the. Mm-hmm um that's from bonnie right she said that in yes. a text message yeah Love that <laughs> um and that hottie is stefan salvatore um and that's the first day of elena's sophomore year they're sophomores in high school not college um despite the fact that they look like they're in college anyway they look so old yeah so old. <laughs> elena and stefan are immediately drawn to each other um a la twilight Bella and edward except that stefan doesn't um, cover his nose with this her stench when she walks into the room <laughs> <laughs> um, we also meet Matt who is Elena's ex-boyfriend um, I find endearing um, Krista finds him ugly yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt is very jealous and so is Caroline of Stefan and Elena's relationship um, and Caroline is one of closest her Elena's closest friends um, so is Bonnie and then Elena and Bonnie don't really act like Caroline is as close to them as they are to each other, which I'm sure is an interesting dynamic we will explore further.
1: Mm -hmm. And so then at a high school party in the woods, and honestly, this high school party, I wish high school parties looked like this Mm -hmm. because they had like fairy lights going and there weren't like any garbage cans on fire. (laughs) And, you know, there wasn't like sewage everywhere. (laughs) So I was like, this is actually a very nice party. Um, But so, anyways, at this party, Vicky gets attacked by an animal, supposedly. But then we learn that Stefan is actually a vampire. What? (laughs) I never would have guessed. With a title like the Vampire Diaries, I would have had no idea. No, me neither. And so then Stefan's crow brother shows up, and he wiggles his expressive little caterpillar eyebrows around. And this is how we meet Damon, who is the sexy bad boy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and he is in fact brandon lee from the movie the crow i'm just kidding he's not but he no i'm definitely... like brandon lee is better <laughs> exactly oh my god if they had cast brandon well they couldn't because brandon lee died but if they had cast <laughs> brandon lee as the crow that would be amazing yeah um... that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'll get into it later but i just ian solmohalder's acting really turns me off from this character so if we had another actor i'm sure i would like him better
1: it's so funny because like when I was looking at like a bunch of people's like different reviews for this episode everyone is like oh my god we love Ian Somerhalder (laughs) which is so interesting because now that I watch it I agree with you Heather but I was so far up Ian Somerhalder's ass when I was younger I don't know what happened
0: I mean it's definitely the bad boy trope like just and hit the like the contrast with Stefan right but it's like and Salmon just, like, overplays it, at least in the first episode, so much so in the second, that mm-hmm. it's just, like, impossible for me to find him attractive because I'm just looking, like you said, at his caterpillar eyebrows like <laughs> that dude from Where the Millers, and I'm just, like, so <laughs> distracted.
1: <laughs> oh my god, wait, did you see that, the guy from Where the Millers, the eyebrow guy? Will he's Poulter. Like, he's, like, hot now.
0: I you showed me a picture I think last time we were together and I I'm so shocked gaped my mouth open because it was insane so shocked I was like I think it's just his hair I feel like I've mm. only seen
1: him in roles where his hair is like cropped really close to his head or he has like a buzz cut or something like that mm-hmm. and I don't know the hair is a game changer.
0: It so is. And I'm glad you say that because hair is definitely a game changer for me in real life. Mm-hmm. So it is also so for <laughs> parasocial relationships I have with yeah. men. I will also say that when you look at the picture, and this is a podcast so that doesn't really help listeners, but when you look at the picture, it also looks like his jaw is like chiseled in a way that like could be from maturity or... Um, plastic surgery, so we'll
1: see. Yeah, jaw surgery is all the rage. So mm-hmm. honestly, and I feel like he kind of dropped off the grid there. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I love speculating about people's. Plastic yeah. Surgery. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about me is that you'll always find me in other people's business. Being nosy is. That's why we love Dumois. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for listeners, I was about to say Raiders, and I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so for listeners who are not familiar with Dumois. Dumois (laughs) is this anonymous Instagram account and they just essentially just post celebrity gossip like all day every day and Heather and I will literally call each other and like go through the blinds and so blinds are like they're pieces of like gossip where the names have been like blurred out essentially so you don't really know who it's about but if there's enough context if there's enough clues then you can figure it out so Heather and I like to go through all the blinds and figure them out because we're nosy.
0: Mm-hmm. And by we figure that out, Krista means that she figures them out and I go, oh, my God, no way, because <laughs> she has this immense knowledge of celebrity comings and goings that I don't have, but I'm also intrigued by. So mm-hmm. it's very um, I love those conversations, especially because so I, I just go through them like all at once, all the blinds when I'm like done with my day. And I'll just, like, screenshot or take pictures of ones that I'm interested in. And then uh, Chris <laughs> <laughs> solves them for me. So it's really
1: great. Yeah, it's so funny. I think the one blind that really, really haunts me uh, that I saw a while back. Dumas has a podcast now also. And they were talking about how there's, like, a bunch of bakeries, like, famous bakeries where they use, like, Betty Crocker box mix
0: oh my god I forgot about
1: that (laughs) yeah and it has haunted me it has haunted me I desperately want to know which bakeries are using Betty Crocker like I know that like there are certain like ginormous you know like boutique like cupcake chains that have like you know turned into like somewhat something of like a conglomerate Mm -hmm. so I think that obviously they'd have to like expedite the process of making the cupcakes but I'm like They're like, no, it's not like a big, big chain. It's not like Sprinkles or Magnolia Bakery, I think. It's like Mm.
0: a famous cupcake store and I want to know. That is so interesting, especially because I feel like if you're a professional baker, it makes more sense to just like have these big recipes that you make in batches as opposed to pouring boxes of Betty Crocker mix into like the same bowl. Like wouldn't it make sense to just have your same ingredients that you make a ton of you put like a ton in at once and then you make mm-hmm. a shit ton as opposed to like pouring four boxes of Betty Crocker and having the exact right amount of like wet ingredients no to go with it it's very no
1: idea no idea truly
0: it's amazing but we will find out we will we will, we will. one day until then maybe we should get into
1: <laughs> season good. one episode two the airside energy really jumped out um, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so a brief synopsis of this episode Okay so Elena goes to the Salvatore house to talk to Stefan but she finds Damon there instead and he reveals surprising information about Stefan's past and so Vicki begins to remember the attack which is uh which is not great for Stefan so no. you know it's not mm-hmm. great
0: yeah, I mean, overall, there's way too much Vicky in this episode for me.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. I think the
0: main <laughs> thing is just the way they write her is so awful. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, I genuinely just cannot tolerate it.
0: There's a it's moment so bad. where she throws something at Matt in the hospital to get him to wake up, and her arm is so weak, and I'm like, is this supposed to be a symbol for her character?
1: it's a symbol of the writing for the character i think Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) but honestly i think the main thing about vicky that i i mean i talked about this in the first episode but jeremy is just so fucking annoying Mm -hmm. and obviously you know basically any scene that has vicky has jeremy in it which is really 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 just Mm -hmm. grating on my nerves and Mm -hmm. i just I don't care that he's checking on Vicky's well-being. I'm like, I want to murder you. I wish he would just drop dead. Um, He's (laughs) insufferable. (laughs) The actor cannot act to save his life. I know he's trying, but no, it's it's not for me.
0: Totally. There's a scene where he goes, like, home and their aunt jenna is there which i have my own thoughts on jenna but mm-hmm. she's like trying to like get him to talk to her and oh she's God. like trying to like be a good parent or whatever and the way he plays it is just like so it's like not even a character anymore it's just like a caricature of like the worst human being in the entire world and so mm-hmm. yeah, i just hated that a whole season because even though i understand what like the actor's trying to do it's just like unwatchable because it's so awkward and just horrifying to watch i hate it
1: I actually have a note on this specific scene. Um, I wrote down the dialogue because I wanted to be sure that I got it right. So the okay. dialogue is is as follows: uh, Jeremy, not Jeremy. <laughs> it is as follows: Jenna, it was my munchies food whenever I got stoned. Ugh. Jeremy, you get high. <laughs> and I was like, this dialogue. Mm, where's their Emmy? This is peak <laughs> cinema. <laughs> i think the main thing about all the dialogue for J- jeremy and i guess maybe this is why i hate him so much is like the dialogue for like the rest of the characters like it makes sense like caroline is like blunt and like pushy and like neurotic and that comes off and like mm-hmm. elaine is just like i'm sullen and depressed <laughs> but i'm trying to put myself out there and that comes across and like jenna's harried, to be, you know because she's like suddenly a single parent to these teenagers that are fucking depressed and mm-hmm. she's depressed And then Jeremy, it's like the writers were like, oh, fuck, we have to write dialogue for him? Oh, shit. Okay. We're on a golf cart to film right now. We are golf carting around in Georgia. And we are trying to get from one set to the next. And we have to write the dialogue right now. It's just so stupid. It is so bad.
0: You're so right. They're like, oh, we can't just have the actor stand around and mope around and have this horrible look on his face for the whole episode. We have to have him talk. (laughs) We didn't hire him for this. And clearly they didn't because he can't
1: act. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, it's just, I don't know. The way they write, like, I don't know. I... I genuinely cannot articulate enough how much I hate all the dialogue that Jeremy has. And I guess it's part the writers and part Stephen McQueen's, like, delivery. But, (laughs) my God. I'm, like, literally just... Do they know any children? Like, this is, like, a freshman in high school. I'm, like, this man would have been speaking in fluent memes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. This is not realistic.
0: It's to the point where... Tyler is actually a memorable character even though he sucks because at least like I don't know if it's dia- if it's his dialogue or like the way he acts but like most of the things he says I I don't like agree with but I'm like okay like that's your character of like a certain person and I see where you're coming from and like when Jeremy like talks to him I just like hate the words that come out of Jeremy's mouth so much that I'm on Tyler's side who I shouldn't be because he's an ass but it's mm-hmm. like. The contrast between Jeremy's character and Tyler's character is like I don't know it's it's emphasized by the fact that Jeremy is the worst character and then that doesn't actually help because you want to be rooting for Jeremy but I can't root for Jeremy
1: yeah I actually wrote about this in my
0: notes too
1: (laughs) and so I said going up to Tyler and being so fucking obnoxious even though I hate Tyler I was like dude shut up oh my god Jeremy (laughs) he's like i just like that one like random moment where he like goes up to tyler outside of school and they're like by like or it's like literally just like right outside of school and so he goes up to tyler and tyler's like hanging by the fence with like a couple other girls and jeremy goes up to him with like this barrage of questions about like vicky and like how she's doing and then he's like and then tyler's like oh she's doing fine which you know <laughs> bullshit <laughs> but then like the actor for jeremy just keeps going and he's like okay uh what's her room number (laughs) it's just so i like i literally like see the thing is i agree i'm like i hate tyler because he literally fucking sexually assaulted vicky Mm -hmm.
0: and jeremy is just so insufferable that i'm like wow (laughs) exactly it's like to the point where tyler is no longer like a villain to a certain extent in the show because you just, every scene he has is with Jeremy, at least in this episode, and you're Mm -hmm. like I hate Jeremy so much that I'm willing to give Tyler the benefit of the doubt in scenes that I shouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, it just comes off the worst. Like I think it's supposed to be Oh, like Jeremy is sticking up for her, and like that's so good. Like, even though he's going through it and whatever, he loves her, whatever. But Mm -hmm. the way he does it, you just come out of it being like, why are you bothering Tyler? Like, let Tyler live his life. And it's like, like, he shouldn't because Tyler's the worst. But it's like, that's what you come out of it thinking. Yeah, also, I mean, he is so pushy
1: with Vicky, too. I think that's mm-hmm. another thing that bothers me. And he's like, oh, Tyler doesn't even care about you like that. But I do. And then she's like, no. And then that was, like, the first episode. And then second episode, same thing. Rinse and repeat. You know, um, Tyler doesn't care about you. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the one for you. And Vicky is like, Matt and Elena would freak. And I'm like, honestly, I don't think they would give a shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really don't think they would care. Uh, bad yeah. writing. <laughs> it is it's but horrible. it was just like uh, he, he's just as pushy and i mean obviously in a different sense but mm-hmm. like
0: he's just so he's annoying he's so annoying he is i think that's the perfect word for it he's just annoying and it's not in like a a way that you understand and you're like oh he's annoying but he's like cute i can like him it's just like get him off my screen because and the oh my god the acting is just like his face looks the same in every scene no matter what he's saying so I you're know. like this is way too much jeremy even though jeremy isn't even in it that much you just feel like he is because it's the same thing in every scene and you're like okay i get it
1: mm-hmm. he either looks angry or smug and there's basically mm-hmm. no in between which yeah. is ridiculous but <laughs> yeah, exactly Oh, another thing that I found really, really funny, the titular diaries to start off the episode, Mm -hmm. I thought it was terrible, but also so terrible that it was funny. Like the fact that like (laughs) Stefan and Elena are like finishing each other's sentences and I was like, it's giving Hans and Anna and Frozen. I love
0: that (laughs) for them. Uh, <laughs> they really What'd do be finishing their sandwiches okay I am so glad <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the first notes I took was like I was like okay the diaries are back and I put like exclamation points because I was happy but then I was like why are Stefan and Elena so eloquent in these diaries and they're like finishing each other's sentences and all this stuff I'm like bro one time I reread a diary I wrote back in like high school and I wanted to throw myself off a bridge it was so (laughs) awful like the (laughs) stuff you write about when you have a diary at this age is like not what's in theirs and like Maybe, like, for Stefan's character, I can understand because he's not actually 15. Yeah, but he's, for like, a hundred billion years old. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> for Elena's character, I'm, like, how are you writing this well? Like, wow, you should, I don't know, be in college already or something because these words are very eloquent. Yeah. Honestly, I know that, like,
1: they're, like, Elena wants to be a writer and she's not like other girls. <sighs> and I'm, like, I see that she's, like, eloquent, but I feel like I don't ever see her, like, writing outside of the diary. And I'm, like, maybe you should, like, get on that. Maybe you should mm-hmm. like you know write some write some little short stories. See what's exactly.
0: Up. And uh, I don't know what class she's in in a bunch of these scenes, but she doesn't pay attention in class that much. And I'm no. like, girl.
1: <laughs> I think the one class that she was in for this episode was history, and we mm-hmm. hate Mr. Tanner. <gasps> Mr. Tanner
0: sucks. Should we jump to him because I yes. have I have so much anger for that character. First of all, Jenna, I don't love, but the way this teacher treats Jenna, I I was so. The, the audacity that this man and many men have <laughs> to impose themselves on like what a situation that doesn't concern them like, for mm-hmm. example, if you're a teacher and you're like, okay, this kid is on drugs. And like I need to figure out how to help them You don't attack their only living Guardian and you need to Give them away like first of all that wouldn't Be the best scenario and Second of all it's not your like business Like you're there to help as much as you can And you don't Mm -hmm. need to like make it worse oh my god It made me so angry yeah and it's like Obvious that like Jenna did not
1: know and Like I mean if you're like approaching a parent About like an issue that their kid is having You first inform them of the issue You Mm -hmm. don't be like "Mm, are there Any other relatives in the picture <laughs> uh, you suck And oh my god when he was like It is an extremely impossible job To raise teenagers and anything less You're doing it improperly I'm like okay I know I was a nightmare When I was a teenager But seriously I was like I wish I could kill this man Also this is so unrealistic And I am really biased Um, So that's my disclaimer But <laughs> everyone fucking knows that history teachers Are the best They're always just like really weird and they're not like this they're not no Mm -mm. i'm like this is incredibly wrong i could go on forever about how much i hate this fucking dude i wish i could fight him
0: well is this the same teacher from the first episode that we hated because yes it is yeah i'm like is this gonna be and like you don't have to spoil it but is this gonna be a recurring character for this guy because right now his character is just so Anger inducing, and he has nothing to do with the rest of the storyline. This storyline is like an F storyline, and like there's A through E that are more important and less anger inducing than this one. And this teacher just keeps showing up. I'm like, did the writer hate teachers or something? Because this one is giving all teachers a bad name.
1: I know, honestly, yeah. But no, we do get a different history teacher later on, you'll Mm. see him. He is played by the guy from Legally Blonde, and he's the guy <gasps> that Paul Wesley now has beef with. We can get into that when Alaric is introduced. His by- name's Alaric, by the way. Okay. By- Alaric from-
0: Saltzman. Saltzman. Okay, got it. By guy from Legally Blonde, do you mean Luke Wilson or no. the boyfriend? Okay, <laughs> Warner. Warner, the oh, asshole. Okay. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> but honestly, I was, yeah, the whole entire thing. I think the main thing is he inspires a similar reaction in me that I have to Dolores Umbridge mm, and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I think Umbridge is worse because she like weaponizes education against yes, her own students, yes. which infuriates me. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't like seeing mean teachers. I have had mean teachers. I've had terrible teachers, but I feel like none of them have ever been that bad. And so I'm, like, this is just, like, lazy writing, but it also just gives teachers a bad name, and I don't like that.
0: Exactly. And, like, I agree with the Umbridge thing, and, like, I, yeah, there is a difference, but, like, like Umbridge in the Harry Potter books is, like, an amazing <clears throat> an amazing character, and not to, like, ego lift J.K. Rowling, who we hate, <laughs> but, like, the way this character is written, like, you hate her more than Voldemort because she is not, like she doesn't have her own motivation she's doing things because she thinks it'll like look better to the minister or like Mm -hmm. look better for like Voldemort or whatever and she's just doing like horrible horrible things but she doesn't have any backbone but it's like a teacher like this I'm like what is your actual like what is the idea behind you being like rude to people who have lost their parents rude to the person that's the only one they're taking care of them I'm like who are you doing this for? It, you don't have your own motivation, but like, what is the backbone behind this whole thing? It's just like confusing to have a character like this. That is so horrible for no reason. Like there's no reason for it.
1: He's just a douche. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's there <laughs> to be a douche, which, you know, there are worse reasons to have. characters, But man, I hate this one.
0: Yeah. I hate no, you're him. so right. Yeah. What are but, your Jenna thoughts? Now that we're there
1: i think jenna is trying her best (laughs) Uh uh i think you know i honestly don't think about her that much (laughs) um i don't have that many notes about her except for that fucking atrocious like denim tuxedo situation she had going (gasps) on which oh my god i mean we'll have to talk about costuming later or do we want to talk about costuming now
0: um okay let's let's jump to it later because i have other costuming things to talk about but i i agree with the jenna thing and i i don't have that many things to say about her but i like when i first met her or like when she first shows up in the scene in this episode i'm like oh my god did they invent the not like other girls syndrome in this show because she is like (laughs) trying to relate to jeremy so bad and it's like so awkward but it's like it's like okay relatable and it's like oh my gosh, she's not like other girls she can eat so much and she's she can eat so many nachos with (laughs) so
1: much extra cheese Mm.
0: (laughs) exactly exactly. but I will say at the end of the episode when she's with Elena and like I think they're discussing how like Jenna doesn't feel like prepared for this and like Mm -hmm. there's some backstory I think coming with like okay like maybe because Jenna's sister was Elena's mom and it's like She doesn't feel like she's the kind of person Elena's mom was. Maybe she like didn't feel like she measured up to how great Elena's Mm -hmm. mom was or whatever. And I thought that was really interesting. And I kinda like that they add that depth to that character. Because otherwise I was like, this is the worst. I hate it so much. But then you like see why she's trying so hard and like all this other stuff because she like feels like indebted to her sister but there's also some like resent me there kind of so I don't know I thought I think she's an interesting character
1: yeah I feel like you know seeing like Elena's parents backstory play out will be interesting to you
0: Mm. so I feel like I
1: am looking forward to your reaction in the future for what happens um but Mm. yeah I honestly hmm I think that it's part like the writing that makes Jenna's dialogue so awkward I think Mm -hmm. they just I think she's also kind of a hard person to write for because she's like an adult but she's honestly probably she's closer in age to Elena than she ever was to Elena's mom Mm -hmm. so it is a little hard to write dialogue that feels natural for her I think age-wise um I don't know but I also think the not like other girls syndrome is something that I also picked up on. But instead, I was thinking about *Weathering Heights*. Um, <laughs> when, like, Stefan brings her like the OG edition of *Weathering Heights*, because of course he would have it because he's like eight billion years old. And then he's like, "Here, keep it." And She's like, "I would like to read it again." I'm like, "It's okay." Have you seen something called like the reverse bimbofication chart? I have not seen this chart. <laughs> so basically, it like shows it's the stupidest thing in the world, and I like the reverse reverse uh bimbo vacation chart better. Okay. Um, so basically, it like shows this girl who's like wearing a bunch of pink because pink is evil, right? Mm. And she has big boobs and like a big butt, and she's like wearing makeup and she's blonde and she's walking. And the next mm-hmm. one, she sees a book on the ground and she's wearing a little less pink. And then the next stage, she's wearing even less pink, and she's opened the book. And then she suddenly has brown hair, and then she is, like, a nice, respectable girl who reads books. And I think it's,
0: uh, I think that reminds me of Elena being like,
1: I would like to read *Weathering Heights again.
0: <laughs> mm, that is such an interesting chart. I feel like that's really empowering for women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's so stupid. I like the opposite <laughs> one better, where it shows like a girl like reading and then progressively becoming more bimbo like. And I'm like, being like, a, a bimbo is great. Yes, yassification is good actually. <laughs> yassification is more empowering than reading. Um, I would know because I read for my job.
0: Um- <laughs> mm, true. That is an interesting thing that you picked up on because I also uh, picked up on that like book exchange that they do mm-hmm. as if they're in like a book club because it is interesting like it's i guess it's kind of like a recurring theme in like young adult or like teen media where it's like for some reason classic novels are like this bonding moment for characters that are romantically involved in high school or college yeah and i'm like in reality and i know that we shouldn't be comparing things to reality but it's like in reality most if not all high school students think reading classic novels especially romance novels is like the worst thing in the entire world and they hate it so much and so I mean, the idea is <laughs> you're right you're not wrong <laughs> and so the idea that it's like people would use like exchange classic novels as a way to like communicate romantic affection is just hilarious to me and maybe it like correlates to them like having eloquent language in their diaries or whatever but i just Stupid. find that trope so funny and they do it in like so many like it's in twilight it's in like yeah
1: eclipse is basically just spark notes weathering heights with a vampire and werewolf instead of two english dudes <laughs> which honestly is kind of an improvement to me i think twilight is more appealing than whatever weathering heights has to offer but mm. i've actually never read it have you
0: I have not and that's why I couldn't really get anything out of that which I what I suppose was a symbol because I have not read that book so I was like okay cool there's a book
1: (laughs) okay I know that there's like okay so Wuthering Heights uh I looked it up on Wikipedia (laughs) before this conversation because I was like I should probably know what I'm talking about sort of but so it's like a love triangle right and there's like it's uh some lady and then there's some guy his name is Heathcliff I see everyone talking about Heathcliff (laughs) and some other guy I think his name is either Edgar or Edward it starts with an ed I don't know um but so anyways (laughs) um, I think the girl she likes Heathcliff more and there's like a more passionate relationship there but she settles for like the safe option and then tragedy ensues so yeah, that's Sparknotes Wuthering Heights. So I guess like for Bella and like Edward and Jacob, uh, Edward is obviously Heathcliff and mm-hmm. there's like a happy ending there. I don't know if Wuthering I don't think Wuthering Heights is a happy ending. Um <laughs> and then Jacob is like quote unquote the safer option, even though he's literally the biggest piece of shit in the world and we hate him. Um <laughs> but in this allegory he is the not Heathcliff. Because that's what the guy's name is. The guy's name is not Heathcliff. We've got Heathcliff and not Heathcliff.
0: <laughs> okay, I love that. And I, I'm so glad that you do actual research for this podcast because uh-huh. it actually <laughs> is very helpful. Because now I understand that he didn't just give her a book for no reason. That is actually very symbolic. And I do mm-hmm. like that. But... They probably will never talk about it again, so it's
1: fine. I love that for us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, now I kind of want to read Wuthering Heights, because I do love a love triangle. I don't. I hate love triangles.
1: (laughs) I'm like, there's already so much miscommunication in the world. I'm like, love triangles. It's just, there's too much. There's too much going on there.
0: That's a great point. And it's like, in reality, when you have love triangles, I mean, I've never been in a love triangle, and I don't know anyone else who has. But I can imagine that in reality... Love triangles are just this mess of like emotion and like it's like just cheating on each other is primarily what a love triangle is, which is like the worst thing you could do. So it's exactly
1: yeah, it's not appealing to me at all for that exact (laughs) reason. I don't know. I think the thing about love triangles is, I'm like, just make a fucking decision. Just make Mm -hmm. a decision, Mm -hmm. and you know, then maybe if that decision isn't great, then. You can always be like, oh, no, and then go to the other one. I'm like, don't cheat. Just make a decision and stick with it until you don't want to stick with it
0: anymore. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, is the one of the things I like about Twilight, which, like, I don't know. The reason for Jacob being, like, always attracted to Bella gets explained away. And it gets explained away in a, like, a way that's not great. But it is a reason for which, like... (laughs) Bella always like comes back to him or like even when she tells him she's not into him he always just like finds a way back to her whatever and like it's trying Mm -hmm. to get her so bad and it's like you know like you said in reality it's like okay just make a decision this is so stupid but in Twilight she writes a reason for it and then like Mm -hmm. after after Renesmee is born it's like okay now everything makes sense like that's why Jacob was always so attracted to her and never wanted to let her go and that's why Bella was so reluctant to let him go it's because was always there yeah exactly (laughs) so I'm like okay that makes sense but I'm worried about like I guess like Wuthering Heights and like this show and like other like media that has love triangles because I'm like it's just so annoying to watch characters make the worst decisions of all time and like Worst decisions being not making a decision because you're it's just so frustrating, and so that's what I'm mm-hmm. worried about. I
1: agree, I agree. Okay, going off of that, what did you think about Damon and Elena's first interaction?
0: I this is where my hatred for Damon has sparked. <laughs> <laughs> the lines I don't know if it's the dialogue, the acting, or a combination, but it's so stiff, it's so awkward, and it's also like simultaneously Mm overacted it's so the line read is so dry it's just like (laughs) like I understand what they're going for and Nina Dobrev is doing a great job of like like acting the line between like is she afraid of him or like she's intrigued by him or like thinks he's funny or whatever Mm -hmm. but Ian Somerhalder is just like in a bad way, murdering this scene. And I hate it so much. <laughs> what are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like, there's that one line where he's like, She's spunky. I like her. And I was like, Is she though? No. Is she, <laughs> Is she spunky? No, I don't. But I was more focused on the fact that the crow came back. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because mm-hmm. um, I thought it never came back, but I guess it did. So I was ecstatic to see the yeah, crow. I love and a motif. I love a motif. And honestly, I genuinely, I was so focused on the fact that the crow came back and I was thinking about the crow nonstop. And oh I looked at this uh, scene in a more generous lens because of the crow. And I know that Ian Sommerholder's acting is seriously just like, he'd be like squint eye, <laughs> wiggle eyebrows. But I find it really funny I just love how as soon as he meets Elena, he's like, okay, it's time to start shit. Like, it almost reminds Mm. me of Keanu Reeves' character in Much Ado About Nothing, (laughs) because his character's whole purpose is, like, I think I will cause problems on purpose, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very fun of him.
0: That's (laughs) Um, a great comparison, especially because Keanu Reeves' character in Much Ado About Nothing is heralded as one of the worst acting performances he's ever given. Exactly. (laughs) He do be overacting, though. (laughs) oh now I need to rewatch that it's so good but yeah I agree I do think um I (laughs) while you were talking I was reading my notes and I realized that you said like everything I was like I literally typed the crow is back and then I also (laughs) typed she has spunk no she doesn't
1: (laughs) I mean honestly I feel like I don't know just because she like talks back a little doesn't mean that she's like spunky I feel like spunk and like implies like a pizzazz for life
0: exactly you know like I feel like if any of the characters have spunk it's Bonnie because Bonnie Mm -hmm. cannot like hold back any of her sass queen moments and I love that for her but Elena Mm -hmm. just like lets people talk to her in a certain way and she'll like raise an eyebrow every once in a while but that isn't spunk
1: <laughs> yeah and like I don't know I feel like the most emotion we've seen from her is when she's mad at Jeremy she's mm. like are you high right now oh my god I can't <laughs> believe it's the first day of school and then in this episode she's like are you dealing <laughs> and then everyone just ignores her which I find hilarious yeah but yeah. I, agree. I feel like we are... don't really see a lot of emotion from her so far
0: exactly exactly and like I was wondering what your thoughts are on her just like showing up and like walking in in general. Like I feel like maybe that's a spunky thing, but the way she did it, I was like, "Girl, what are you up to?" Like it just—I could never. No, (laughs) I could never. I
1: have far too much anxiety for that. I mean, I need to plan everything like several weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. So I cannot imagine just being like, I'm going to show up at this man's house. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to kiss the living daylights out of him. Like, (laughs) I know that like, Caroline was kind of pushy about like Elena going after Stefan. But I think that like, Caroline's obviously just overcompensating because she wanted Stefan. But then Alina's like, you're right. I should do something. And I'm like, um, not right now, though. Why don't <laughs> you text know. him first? Like, <laughs> I, know, I know it's
0: It's like explained away kind of that he doesn't text, I guess. But the idea of showing up to anyone's house, let alone a guy that you're like super into without being invited and then walking in the mm-hmm. front door. And mm-hmm. I understand it's like a play on like, okay. He has to be invited in and she doesn't, whatever. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. It's <laughs> like it made me laugh because I was like, this is crazy. Like, they don't have to write that, they can write her like, like him, like Damon opening the door to her and they have that conversation. They don't have to write her walk into his home. His I giant know. home. <laughs>
1: oh my god, also, I find it so funny how they like dress like Damon and Stefan like, exactly the same
0: oh my god I wrote that (laughs) I literally wrote that I was like is this super obvious symbolism or really um, really
1: deep symbolism (laughs) I'm like the boy (laughs) the costume people were literally just like just get two of each we got two black v-necks throw these on (laughs) we've got two atrocious truly atrocious faux leather jackets that are the shiniest crinkliest things you will ever see in your entire life throw these on boys get her (laughs) done like
0: Oh I, my god! I like to imagine that Paul Wesley and Ian Somerhalder put their costumes on separately, showed up on set, and were like, "You're wearing my outfit. <laughs> like literally...
1: one of us has to change." <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> because they're literally wearing the exact same thing, and it's not subtle at all. And I'm like, "What is their goal behind this? It's insane."
1: The wardrobe department does everyone so fucking dirty, oh, but I especially know. does Caroline dirty. Oh my god, that yellow dress with that disgusting cardigan okay see okay i don't know if you've seen pretty little liars but that yellow dress is like giving very much allison to the rentress the day she was murdered and <laughs> and then that cardigan with the ruffle is like cropped but it has a ruffle and then she turned around and there's more ruffles and i was like i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> i was like this I'm is glad- the worst thing i've ever seen
0: You're so right. I'm glad we're jumping straight into fashion right now because the fashion this episode was so awful. You're so right. This awful gray cropped sweater over a baby doll cut yellow dress on her with her hair in 2008 realness. It's just like (laughs) the worst thing I saw. And like she, Loki, in my opinion is the prettiest girl on the show. And they dress her so horribly. It's Mm -hmm. disgusting.
1: I know. Oh, my gosh. I think the main thing is, like, they'd be putting her in some, like, you know, hashtag girl boss clothing. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) like the first gaslighting she do be girl bossing she'd be gaslighting she'd be gatekeeping (laughs) Caroline is girl boss and gatekeep certainly (laughs) um she will be gaslighting later you'll see Mm. she isn't so much gun control um (laughs) because we all know that's how it goes gaslight gatekeep Mm -hmm. girl boss gun control (laughs) um but that one like disgusting plaid like shirt that she was wearing at the very beginning of the Mm -hmm. episode it was like plaid but it also had like cap sleeves and I hate cap sleeves. (laughs) I specifically just have it out For cap sleeves I think they're the most disgusting thing In the world I think they are so Unflattering on literally everyone Which is you know kind of impossible But they managed to do it And just the fact That it's also plaid it was like this disgusting Like black and purple and white plaid I was like oh my god I understand that you're trying to like You know set like Elena up as the main person So obviously she has to look cutest But like
0: ugh God. (laughs) no I totally agree and that's what I meant by her like I think being the prettiest girl on the show and she still looks bad is like usually pretty girls like Nina Dobrev who are like stick thin and you can like put anything on will look good in anything Mm -hmm. but they have found a way to put this beautiful actress in these outfits that are so terrible and I don't Mm -hmm. even understand like yeah I guess they're more playful and colorful than Elena's and that like kind of correlates to her character a little bit, being more a little bubbly and more out there. But it's, like, it's done in a way that it's not – it's, like – i I just it's so bad it makes her look bad there's a way you can do it and make her look good it's so disgusting to watch
1: yeah i'm like honestly i feel like there is more consistent like costume there's more consistent and better costume design for harper in wizards of waverly place Mm -hmm. like honestly you know like dresses made of crayon markers yes absolutely she is Mm -hmm. bubbly she is creative she is colorful. And she's consistent, and she's mm-hmm. insane. Which all the costume, <laughs> the costume department for Wizards of Waverly Place killed it, killed it, they knocked it out of the ballpark.
0: And I agree. The Vampire Diaries, they were like, mm, I'm blind. Exactly. There's, we talked about it earlier. You mentioned it. Aunt Jenna's denim shirt with different colored denim pants was the worst outfit I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> I was like, you know, also the fact that it wasn't even like a true like Canadian tuxedo. It was like a Canadian Maybe. like pantsuit. I was like at least commit you know exactly
0: exactly (laughs) and i understand like i have more but for now i just want to say i understand that it was like a different time period and this was like the fashion kind of back then but i don't even think back then these would be considered cute like to be honest
1: no they absolutely would not
0: and like like the other one i wanted to talk about was like elena at the the comet whatever party she's has these like riding boots on that are way higher than they should be and there's an awful jacket over it and I'm just like so upset with how they dress her in the show. It's so frustrating.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, this is kind of off topic, but I took notes on this. But speaking oh, yeah. of the comet watching party, I was thinking about the logistics for watching a comet, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well normally to like view an astral or like, you know, fucking, I don't know, a space event. I don't know what the name for it is, you would want the lights off. Every single light (laughs) in the square and all the surrounding restaurants, everything, lights on. And they were passing out candles and lighting Mm -hmm. them. And I was like, you would think that they would want to decrease light pollution so they could actually fucking see the comet. But (laughs) I guess not, actually.
0: The idea that they would have a comet viewing party in the middle of downtown is hilarious. (laughs) It's
1: very funny. It is very funny.
0: (laughs) Like, go out into a field or something where you can actually see it. Also... Did they ever show the comet and did I miss it? No, they did. I it's what? really <gasps> funny
1: because they just have like a comet photoshopped onto the sky and they don't move it. I'm pretty Love sure. That. They're just like, it's there. Mm.
0: That's very <laughs> accurate.
1: I think the comet is also oriented the wrong way. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> because it's
1: supposed to be going towards the sun, right? Oh. It's on its path to the sun, but they've got like half a moon there, and that moon is like the comet is going in the oh opposite direction of the light that's reflecting off of the moon. So it's like, what is the truth? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how space lie. works. Yeah, I don't know exactly how comets work, which my uh, degree is in the back of my room right now and I might as well just light it on fire since I don't know how <laughs> I'm work. like, yeah, you're a woman in STEM. <laughs> you should
1: know this. I get <laughs> a pass I because know. I'm a humanities girl.
0: That is so true. But you're honorary woman in STEM so it's you true. don't get a pass anymore. It's but- true. I do
1: have a minor in public health. It's true.
0: <laughs> but I will say that even though I don't know anything about comments, I agree with everything you're saying. The fact that they put Damon and Stefan in the same outfit means they probably don't care enough to have accuracy in their comments so we can just go ahead and say it's not accurate
1: yeah oh my god also another thing that i thought was like really interesting at the comment watching party um (laughs) i know that i know you like like matt which i don't understand but uh, so obviously (laughs) i'm gonna continue to make fun of him right now um so he like (laughs) when they're lighting (laughs) the candles and then he like she's like she lights his candle and then he turns away and he's like thanks and then elena's like no problem and then she turns to stefan and then matt is looking longingly or i guess he's trying to look longingly at elena but he literally just looks like he's trying to take a fat shit like he is (laughs) he looks like the look of concentration on his face absolutely just you know i would not devote that much concentration to anything other than pooping so (laughs) i just love his little constipated face it's very funny
0: You know, like I mentioned in the last episode and you mentioned that I'm a fan of Matt. I will say I'm still a fan of him. However, I'm understanding now that me being a fan of him is me being a fan of like the most straight man you could be as a straight man. Meaning he doesn't actually do anything or have anything redeeming about him. Mm -hmm. He's not that good looking and he doesn't have that interesting... Of character choices in storyline or costuming or anything Mm -hmm. and so slowly I'm realizing that if they continue to have him just be this vanilla ice cream cone standing outside (laughs) of Elena wherever she is doing nothing like you said staring into oblivion (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be a fan of him for much longer I need him to do something other than follow Stefan through a hospital for me to enjoy his character.
1: Yeah. Also, okay. See the thing is I do feel bad for Matt. Like, you know, I do obviously find him annoying and I think mm-hmm. the acting is not great. But, you know, like his mom isn't there. Like, I completely comp I totally forgot about that until I rewatched and I was like, oh shit, like I forgot that his mom isn't even here. Like he's dealing mm-hmm. with all this on his own and he's not rich like the rest of his classmates. Ooh. So he's like obviously in over his head and he just wants the best for Vicky and Vicky obviously makes that really hard um Mm -hmm. but like uh, the acting
0: (laughs) yeah it's rough it's like it's not as bad as Damon's which means I don't notice it as much but it still is bad so I'm Mm -hmm. yeah I'm a fan of him for now but we'll see as we watch these episodes how that changes because it's not looking good for him
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) oh my gosh okay also I thought
1: that eye contact was like a prerequisite for compelling someone like, successfully, but, like, mm-hmm. there's that one moment where Damon, like, just whispers into Vicky's ear. And she's like, oh, word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I thought you had to make eye contact. Like, I, I, I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I'm, I had a uh, Vampire Powers update that I was trying to keep track of.
1: Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: And I'm confused by the com- compelling thing. It's just like, like you said, there's no consistency in how they do it. But... I also added that they have extreme hearing slash selective hearing, not sure which one, mm-hmm. and that they have the power of flight, I guess, or they just jump really high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then uh, I noted that their fast movement is just captured by blurring, which mm-hmm. I'm not mad about. So those are some some good power moments. But yeah, the fact that they have this like compelling thing, it's not explained. And it's not consistent enough to be explained mm-hmm. metatextually is very frustrating. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they do have, like, they have selective
1: powerful hearing.
0: Okay. If that makes any sense. I mean, it makes sense. And I'm not going to get too mad at it because Edward has selective hearing of thoughts. And that doesn't make any sense either. So I'll give yeah. them
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. But I really do enjoy, like, the whole jumping thing. I just mm-hmm. think it's hilarious. They're just like, boom. Hi. I'm a grasshopper, and yeah. I find that so funny of them, <laughs> because like in Twilight, he is climbing the tree. He mm-hmm. says, "Hold on, Spider Monkey," but no, in like Vampire Diaries, they literally are just taking the shortcut, and they're like,
0: "Hi, yeah." I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> in Twilight, Twilight movies, there's clearly a concept of gravity, in that like when they jump high, they have to grab onto things, or like mm-hmm. when they jump from high places down, it's not like they're floating midair. In Vampire Diaries they have this like levitation aspect that I'm like okay love that for you that you're just flying in the middle of nowhere for no reason but it I don't know it's compelling and I I see um the joy that the director and the cast would have in being suspended during filming of this show so oh my gosh
1: okay I <laughs> would murder just to do that like oh my gosh I think there's one time where I was like rappelling down like a rock climbing wall and I was like this is amazing I will <laughs> never be this happy again in my life ever again um
0: one of my goals is to bungee jump because the idea of like jumping and then just being like caught by elastic is very appealing to me oh that's interesting i really
1: like um there's like okay so there's a (laughs) there is an amusement park in santa clara california oh my god when you come up we should go but so they have this like giant like swing essentially where they hoist you up like a billion feet in the air and they like strap you in, or they strap no, they strap you in and then they hoist you a billion feet in the air. Love It'd that. be funny if they hoisted you up and you weren't strapped in. And then you like <laughs> you pull something and you just swing and it is insane. Um, yeah, but you're like, I don't think you're necessarily caught by elastic, but you are like falling for like a hot minute. So I think we that should do that.
0: Amazing. I'm yeah. so down. I actually I do enjoy like kind of
1: like the falling and like heights stuff. Mm-hmm. do you enjoy I'm assuming you enjoy that based on your uh enthusiasm for bungee jumping which yeah. honestly I don't know if I want to bungee jump
0: <laughs> I for some reason I don't know why I have like a proclivity for <laughs> like <laughs> dangerous situations that I'm like oh, okay I trust other people with my life like <laughs> roller coasters I really want to go skydiving bungee jumping nothing with which I would have any control over whether or not I lived or died and maybe that says a lot about my personality type but yeah like, I okay. am into that <laughs> yeah. very easygoing yeah. But yeah honestly yeah I feel that I mm-hmm. kind of I feel like I'm kind of in
1: the same boat I don't know if I necessarily would want to go skydiving I've always wanted to go hang gliding though
0: mm-hmm I've mm. been a uh, parasailing where they just like Ooh. I think that's yeah parasailing where they just like hook you up to a parachute and then like drive a boat and that was really fun. I did that in Tahoe and that was Love really that. pretty. So yeah, I think I don't know. I think I I have a I like dangerous things, but only when it comes to heights. Nothing else do I like dangerous <laughs> things.
1: <so>. That's <laughs> why you don't like Damon.
0: Um. That is so true, Damon. Okay, let's talk about this final, this not final scene, this climax scene with Mm -hmm. Damon, Delaina, Damon and uh, (laughs) Stefan and Vicky. I was just very confused throughout the whole thing. And then towards the end, Damon is like, kind of, or I think it's Stefan, Stefan, like, kind of maybe reveals, like, the, uh, like, Damon's purpose of being like, okay, you're trying to get rid of, like you're trying to make my life miserable and get rid of people I like so that we can be brothers again, right? Like that's like what Stefan is like thinking that Damon is doing. Mm And Ian Somerhalder slash Damon, I don't know which character or actor it was, but it's like, I don't know if it was the actor's choice or the character's choice, but he like, the face he gives when Stefan says that gave me the feeling that he was like, oh my God, you got me. That is my plan. (laughs) But then later on, he says something to the effect of like, I don't know. It's something else that makes me think that, okay, that isn't his plan. And so I was just confused. And then I forgot what happened. Like, there was too much compelling going on. And I was just like, what is going on? And it was like very confusing.
1: Damon contains multitudes. That's all you need to know. He is oh an gosh. onion, he's an artichoke. Mm, you know? He I love Shrek. Got, you got <laughs> Pink Panther. <laughs> I. <laughs> pink panther is honestly incredible i think about steve martin saying hamburger in a french accent very frequently i live Steve martin yeah whenever i get a hamburger i'll be pulling up to the drive-thru and i'll be like ember you know like (laughs) in my head so it's stuck with me but yeah damon just contains multitudes that's all you need to know for now fine (laughs)
0: I don't want to spoil it too much for you. Okay, don't actually, because I think that is like the whole, I don't know, point of the show is their relationship. But that one scene, I just got very discombobulated and confused, but I'm okay with Mm -hmm. it.
1: Oh, another thing that I thought was really funny at the end of the episode is where, like, Elena and Stefan are, like, kind of reconciling. But I don't really see what they have to reconcile over. You know, I thought it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, But the way her dialogue is written, when she's saying that she has a diary, it's like she thinks that he's never heard of a diary before and has to explain <laughs> it to him. Which is absolutely hysterical. I was losing my shit the entire
0: time watching that. Where she's like, I just write my feelings down in a little book and then I hide it. And I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stefan's like, bitch, I have so many diaries. You have no He's like, no I idea. got
1: stacks on stacks on my hoes. Like, don't
0: even worry <laughs> about me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, that whole scene was hilarious because I don't think I've ever opened up to anyone the way that Elena opens up to a guy she met last week and has already had multiple awkward encounters with and does, doesn't know anything about his brother's weird. I'm just like, "Why are you telling him your life story?" It's just crazy to me. Honestly,
1: I was oversharing. <laughs> I mean, I overshare all the time. I mean, you've seen my close friend story, but when I was in True. high school, I was oversharing left and right. I was insane. <laughs> like no no sense of like restriction on what I was self-disclosing I was insane so honestly I was like that's highly relatable I was just telling
0: everyone my business and I did not give a fuck so (laughs) (laughs) I love that I also love how in the scene Stefan just like is like like repeats the line that Elena told him earlier and I'm like is that all you have like I know give her something Also, the use of the word epic,
1: I'm like, that's what really dates this whole series. Mm -hmm. Aside from the fashion, the use of the word epic. They'd be throwing that around like it's nothing. And I'm like (laughs) obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty-twenty. But -hmm. like whenever I see or hear the word epic, I think of like epic chungus moment. This is so, you know, whenever I see it, I'm like, haha.
0: <laughs> yeah, just the mind immediately goes to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> just fat Bugs Bunny.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Love that for me. The power yeah. of association is absolutely incredible.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, why are we watching The Vampire Diaries? We should just watching Looney Tunes.
1: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other closing thoughts?
0: Um, Literally, the last thing I wrote in this scene, which, or er, the last thing I wrote for this episode, which is the last scene is the fact that there is essentially a sex scene in this and I was like taken aback at like it's not graphic obviously mm-hmm. but for like a teen slash tween drama yeah and I remember the age that people were watching this like back in the day and all this stuff I was like this is actually more graphic than it should be it's just like crazy sure. I was like so
1: shocked Honestly, yeah, when I was, like, thinking back on it, I was, like, I should not have been watching this at, like, 11 to 12 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, like, also, I did find it, I was, (laughs) before he, like, chomped on her, um, I was, like, oh, my God, did he eat her out? I was, like, love that for him. Uh, King Damon.
0: (laughs) That's, like, what they're implying, the whole thing. And I was, like, I was, like, good for her. Good mm -hmm. for her, put him to work. (laughs) But I'm also, like... I don't know I didn't I don't have any experience with this in high school but it's like the fact that like she's in high school in her parents house and like, I know. she brought this dude home and he's like they're having this like, extremely in the like light in her bedroom and, like, yeah what is going on <laughs> go Caroline get your needs met queen. Get, get your man I guess mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay hot or not
0: okay Hot or not segment today is very similar to the hot or not segment for the last episode where Mm -hmm. I am still a fan of Matt, but like we said, it's slowly waning. I will say Stefan didn't really impress me this episode, so he went down a couple pegs for me. I didn't get enough DILF energy. The uncle slash nephew wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Damon is definitely not hot, but I wrote that I do love his rings, so I'm knocking him up a little bit for the rings that he wears. I love that for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all the girls I have in my hot category because I love them very much, and they're all pretty aside from the fashion. (laughs) Yeah.
1: For my hot category, I had had women,
0: and (laughs) then
1: I – Throughout my notes, I talked about how Paul Wesley looks like three separate times. And I was like, he looks so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have to disagree. I think Stefan looked great this episode. Mm. And he woke up shirtless. And I was like, I love that. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> <laughs> you I would. Was <laughs> like, I was like he looks good mr man looks good um <laughs> what else did I say was hot I had seven journalists <laughs> and then I also said the use of Sarah Borellis in no. the very end um for not I said need more delts and then I also mm-hmm. sometimes the music is too overly on the nose like at the <gasps> beginning where that camper is about to get eaten and then <laughs> the lyrics say you're gonna eat me alive I'm like oh my god please give it a rest <laughs>
0: I literally thought the same thing. It's way too on the nose. There's literally a song. Mm -hmm. Elena shows up at Stefan's place at the, I think it's at the end. And the literal, the the line that the artist sings, I can't remember what the song is. She sings, I always come back to you, as mm-hmm. she literally shows up at the door. <laughs> and I was like, Are you kidding me? It's so, it's too much. But I think the issue is like I wouldn't like be mad if that was like maybe a couple times an episode. The mm-hmm. issue is there's way too much music in this show. It's like literally every scene has a song in the back mm-hmm. of it and it's played way too loud. They're and trying I'm, to get like,
1: their they're trying to get their money's worth. You know? i mean
0: that makes sense but i'm just like shut up and let me listen to the dialogue which isn't even that great but i need to know what's going on
1: <laughs> honestly i think the music should be a lot louder when jeremy and vicky are talking <laughs> great point <laughs> <I> mean, just <laughs> crank it up just crank it up i don't need to hear this this is irrelevant <laughs> i really i do have a soft spot for sarah Brella, so i did not mind the music at the end mm. just because through middle like throughout middle school i went through a separate phase. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really should. intense uh the woman is talented mm-hmm. uh i can't help myself but... she's not
0: gonna write you a love song oh uh, she won't <laughs> i respect that for her <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i love that for her but yeah i'm like we need more delfs there's not enough delfs in the show it's so annoying
0: i know and like the only f- like um Potential options for DILFs are the uncle slash nephew and the teacher. And one of them we don't get enough of. And the other, we get way too much of. And it's mm-hmm. horrifying. And we I know. hate him. Horrifying, so disgusting.
1: <laughs> zero out of ten. Would not recommend.
0: Yeah, literally right. zero out of ten.
1: Yeah. And then a cry corner. What have okay. we cried
0: about recently, Heather? So <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so um, last week when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, my God, I have to come up with something for cry corner. I didn't have anything because I hadn't cried in a while. But between then and <laughs> watching this episode, I think I've cried a lot of times. So I'll mm-hmm. just go through some quick ones. Excellent. Um, the first one, I just wanted to be a little twisty and cute. Um, I had a good cry, which was when we, after we watched <laughs> Emma, we <laughs> watched Guido from Cars edits and I cried laughing. So that's my fun cry. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But also, I regret to inform everyone that I'm still going strong on Game of Thrones. And so I've cried multiple times Disgusting. on different episodes of Game of Thrones. And they all Disgusting. have to do with, like, bad things happening to children. And that carried over into the last thing I want to talk about, which is I watched this documentary called Something's Wrong with Aunt Diane. And hmm. it's about this um, – it's really sad. It's about this car crash that occurred where this woman – drove the wrong way on the freeway and like collided Mm -hmm. headfirst with this SUV and killed like there were five kids in the car one uh, of I think there were five or four I can't remember five or four kids and one of them survived and so like it was just and the documentary is really good it's interesting it's an interesting story but anyway I cried Mm -hmm. because there's like audio from the funeral i'm like oh, why the hell would you put this no. in? and the dad is like oh my god it's just horrific and that's another reason why i cried so that's i'm in my awful. true crime phase and my game of thrones phase and those are my reasons for crying what I do? <laughs> <laughs> okay so heather and i yeah we watched emma the other day and i also
1: cried watching guido edits um <laughs> guido from cars is a fucking icon what mm-hmm. else can i say um and the way that people edit him is absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. I think the memes are excellent I think they're top tier so I was crying laughing I haven't laughed that hard in such a long time (laughs) I like afterwards my abs hurt I was like I don't need to go to the gym I don't need to do crunches for several weeks because this was enough of a workout for my abdomen Mm -hmm. and then yesterday I cried eight times while watching Moana so (gasps) (laughs) I just I see Grandma Tala and I lose my shit like I'm a simple woman you know Mm -hmm. I love Grandma Tala I love her I love her so much. She reminds me. She's like a hybrid of like my aunt and my mom in one person. Aww. And every single time I see her, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so I cried eight times yesterday in the span of 107 minutes. So honestly, warranted. That movie yeah. is so good and so like emotion inducing. It's just oh great. That's a great cry because it's just yeah. so good. <laughs> it's
1: also very satisfying. I think also the main thing about like Moana. It's like, I've watched it so many times, you would think that the emotional impact would be kind of numbed by now. It's not.
0: No. I am like this every single time I watch Moana. It is ridiculous. That um, How Far I'll Go reprise is just like peak cinema. That whole scene. It's just amazing.
1: Also, the ghost ships. I lose my mind during Mm -hmm. the ghost ships. Just sob uncontrollably. Just in the fetal position, weeping. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yes, you, know so. you know who you have to thank for this Krista is Lin-Manuel no, Miranda don't say so it. pay your respects to Lin-Manuel no. Miranda <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to fucking say that oh
1: my god <laughs> you know okay so for all of those who are aware of Lynn manuels uh, existence unfortunately I know <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> okay see the thing is I used to really like Hamilton it's my greatest shame in life that's my mm. cross to bear um, <laughs> um and so i went through a phase but then i like realized <laughs> that he's not a good singer <laughs> he's trying his best Chris. he's really cringy he's just such a millennial and i can't i can't i'm too i'm too gen z for that bullshit i i can't i can't and just like his weird selfies being victimized by that like people would post it as like a jump scare on tiktok and it was effective I'm not gonna lie I was terrified shaking in my boots every single time I opened TikTok wondering if I would be accosted by Lin-Manuel Miranda's face and I was countless <laughs> times. times it it's absolutely just heartrending, disgusting upsetting
0: I am a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan so I just love bringing that up to bother you
1: so <laughs> glad to do it again I, I'm so glad I would expect nothing less from you
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome
1: all right I think that does it
0: yeah, we'll be back with season one, episode three, in which more DILFs better be present. Otherwise, I'll be very upset.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to our listeners in Texas, Ecuador, and Brazil. Love you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Um, hit us with a mm-hmm. can you like things on Spotify? Whatever. Thank yeah. you very much for being there. Love I appreciate that. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,